And good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Dave Fox Home Remodeling Show, where we are on the air every Sunday morning at 8 o'clock. Right, Jamie? That's right. Every Sunday. Every Sunday. And uh, let's see, we have some events coming up here pretty soon. We do. We have the Dispatch Home and Garden Shows coming up next weekend. So it starts Saturday, February 19th, and runs all the way through the following Sunday to the 27th. Okay, so this is... uh, hmm. Thinking about COVID, last year they had this barely, right? I think that, yeah, last year they, or maybe they had it virtually last year. Now I'm trying to remember. We did not participate, obviously. Um, But so this will be our first, we'll call it post-pandemic show. Post-pandemic. All right. We're done with the pandemic. Yeah. (laughs) Good. Okay. So we'll be out there in full force as uh, I'm sure a lot of vendors will be out there. Yeah, it should be a great show. And yeah. actually, and next Sunday, um, we'll have uh, some representatives here from the Dispatch Home and Garden Show and the okay. events group telling us all about what's going on that week and everything we have to look forward to. So great. it should be a great show. Okay, so keep that in mind. Next week, next weekend it starts and it goes through the whole week mm-hmm. and the following weekend. Yeah. Okay, uh, and that's South Fairgrounds. And we've done that, gosh, well, other than the pandemic, we've done it for many, many years in a row, haven't we? Yeah, I mean, as long as I've been here, so at least over a decade. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, we've been had a presence there for quite some time. Yeah, I'm just thinking of all the iterations of home booth displays we've had since then. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Some of the early ones that I can recall, like through in the '90s and stuff. If if you if we set that up today, you would absolutely you would puke. I would. I think I've seen pictures of them, yeah. and I, I had that initial reaction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, our booth, our booth that we have right now, we've actually used for several years. Um, mm-hmm. But it's it was built very well by Kelly, who uh, manages our shop here, and yeah. it's built well. I mean, the it's I'm a little apprehensive. Um, to see how it goes together after sitting in its trailer out yeah. in the cold mm-hmm. <laughs> without being for like used. two years. Yeah, for two years straight. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to clean some mice homes out of it. You did? I say we may have to. Oh, I'm not going to be involved. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, thank you. All right. <laughs> I know. I don't, I'm a little, a little scared to open the doors to that, but yeah. hopefully it's all able to be put together and the guys can work their magic to get it up and... But I, I just love our booth. I think it's mm-hmm. just a very good representation of what we can, are capable of. Yeah. Um, but that'll be changing soon, right? We've had it probably four years or so. Yeah, honestly, years. it might even be more than that. Okay. Yeah, we've had it a while. We yeah. made updates to it. Um, yeah. We remodeled it, <laughs> as we do. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's probably almost time, which is kind of sad. I love it. Okay, so if everyone wants to come out and say farewell to the Day Fox booth... <laughs> This might be the last year. Yeah. Maybe not. We'll see. Maybe next year. Okay. We'll see. All right. All righty. So I want everyone to know that you can always reach us by email. You can email info at or you can just call us like oh, someone did just a couple days yeah, ago, right? earlier this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we like hearing from our listeners. And uh, if you have any ideas for future shows or any comments about our show, we just would love to hear from you. You can always go to our website our website at DaveFox.com. And then all of our previously broadcast shows are on DaveFoxRadio.com or any podcast platform. Okay, so today, Jamie, what's our topic? Well, since we've 
been dealing with so much snow and ice. Mm -hmm. I thought it was a great time to talk about snow and ice yeah. <laughs> and just kind of the impact that winter has on our homes and the adjustments we have to make to not only the way we live, but um, the adjustments our home makes. You know, there's a lot of expansion contraction happening, a lot of freezing, a lot of thawing yeah. and just kind of uh, asking you know, our knowledge base over here, Gary, mm. on, on what we need to do. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, well, stay inside is my recommendation. Yeah, that's a good start. <laughs> okay. Good start. But, you know, even staying inside, you got to make sure that that furnace stays working yeah. and uh, everything stays Okay, put. yeah, okay. So let's talk about the furnaces in high snow. Yeah. Okay, and many of our homes have high-efficiency furnaces, which have the white PVC pipe venting system so yeah. there's an air intake is that those two that come out of the yeah. ground that look yeah, like with little the curly cues things yeah. on them and looks like it's an antenna for a alien spaceship or something yeah <laughs> that's not what it's for <laughs> no <laughs> yeah um, so one is an air intake for your furnace and the other is air discharge okay so if you have uh, depending on how high they are and how much grade you've got in the outside, sometimes snow builds up or drifts up and, and stops those or plugs them. Mm. That will stop your furnace dead. Oh. So if you are in the middle of a snowstorm like we were um, and your furnace stops, that's the very first thing I would check is see okay. if those pipes are open and breathing because if they're not, your furnace will stop. Okay. Or sometimes the uh, if the wind's blowing, I've had this happen too. Snow will blow inside those pipes mm. and freeze just inside. And you could take a stick or something in. I remember break doing it that apart. one morning. It was like seven blow or something. I was yeah. out there with a <laughs> stick trying to get that vent opened up. Oh, man. <clears throat> but it worked. So is that something then typically you want to, as you go outside and shovel your drive, you want to go over to those vents and just kind of clear any snow around It would them? take a really high drift or really high snow okay. to affect those. So okay. it was pretty, a pretty unnatural event, you know, Yeah. like we had here recently. Yeah, okay. So high winds and a lot of snow can cause all kinds of drifting. Yeah, for sure. Okay, mm -hmm. so other than, I know at the end of the driveway, there's usually a drain of sorts that come out, comes out to, you know, to the street. To, through the curb? Yeah, through the curb. Mm -hmm. In our old house, one year we had that um, get frozen shut. Okay. And then in the spring it had caused us problems. And we had to have someone out and dig up the front yard and everything. And I think, the I don't know what happened. Hmm. <laughs> but something happened. So now I'm always paranoid about that because that's usually where you, when a plow comes by or when you're shoveling, you pile a bunch of snow right there at the end of your mm -hmm. driveway. Is that something you typically would clear or was that just no, kind of a fluke? Um, that'd be your, like your downspout drain system. Okay. And if it's just frozen water, it'll fall and it won't cause a problem. So you okay. may have had roots or something else in causing there that the was causing okay. yeah, the, the blockage. Okay. Yeah, in which case they can take a scope and actually go down into that tile and look at it all the way down through the length of the tile and oh. see if what's blocking it. Yeah. And then figure out what kind of tool it takes to clear it out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So but you don't typically clear that in the winter? No. Wouldn't worry don't about need it. to? No. Okay. But it is important to have those things functioning correctly. You know, the, the source of almost every water problem in a basement is improperly discharged downspouts. 
So maybe a downspout's come loose and water's just dumping down right along the foundation of your home. Mm-hmm. Or just all, any number of things, or it could be blocked by roots. So keeping those <clears throat> flowing well is important just to keep water from all the hydraulic pressure from building up against your basement wall and coming in and yeah. putting water in your basement. Okay. Okay. So yep. do you typically wait then until the snow all thaws to go look at that sort of thing? Um, yeah. I mean, that's something you want to check every now and then when it's raining. Okay. Just make sure there's water coming out of those. If if it's raining and there's no water coming out, that means you've got a blockage. And usually if you follow that back, of course it's underground, but you can kind of see the angle. And if you can find a downspout that's running into that, mm-hmm. you'll probably find water kind of just oozing out of that downspout and okay. falling off onto the ground instead of uh, f- flowing freely through the pipe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Okay. So anything else with shoveling that you should be aware of when, you know, to make sure you don't block something or hit something or, or is it pretty... Shoveling, well... Or plowing, just, I guess. That just kind of gives me a chill from all the shoveling <laughs> I did. Make your back hurt a little oh, bit too. Oh, my back and my arms and my shoulders. Yeah. yeah. You know what? I just don't have the emotional energy to deal with that at the moment <laughs> because we're coming up on a break here. But... Uh, yeah, there's a lot of things to consider, you know, through wintertime and what we're facing right now, especially severe weather. So we're going to talk more about that in just a minute. And the Day Fox Home Remodeling Show is back in person with Gary and Jamie. And we are talking about winter weather because that's what we're experiencing. It sure got is. snow and ice everywhere. Yeah. We need like 70 degrees and sunshine for maybe three days. Or a few months, yeah. just all year. <laughs> yeah, okay. Six months. That's... Am, I, am I living in the wrong place for that? <laughs> yeah, we should be in San Diego right now. Uh, yeah, I know. Sometimes, you know, when this weather comes, I think, why do we live here? <laughs> but then I also can't imagine not, like, going an entire year without snow. Yeah. You know, I think that would be kind of sad. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just kind of part of it. If it wasn't for the valleys, you wouldn't appreciate the mountaintops. Exactly. <laughs> I know. And I mean, I'm from Cleveland, so I already feel like I live in the South. Mm. <laughs> I get so much yeah. less snow here. Yeah. Uh, it's amazing. You get my, all the lake effect snow. Oh my gosh. Yeah. My parents were sending me pictures and snow oh, really? was up past their windows on their first floor. Mm. It's crazy. Yeah. Glad we don't have that. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So is there anything else outside of the home with the snow and ice um, that's concerning or needs attention during storms like this? Um, hmm. Well, your roof, uh, you can get ice dams on your roof. Mm-hmm. Uh, years ago, there, well, now today, almost everyone, all the roofers use an ice and water shield, okay. which is like a rubberized sticky membrane that covers the first three feet around all your eaves. Okay. So... Ice, you know how it will build up around your gutters. Yeah. And snow will kind of accumulate there. Mm-hmm. And it may clear off the rest of the roof, but it'll always last there longest. Right. For one thing, the overhangs don't have any heat coming up through the house to, yeah. to warm them. So what happens is ice builds up and ice just kind of creeps back into your shingles. And if you don't have the ice and water shield, you can actually get some leaking, minor leaking you know, along the perimeter of your home. Okay. Um, most homes today and most roofs have that ice and water shield, which is a protection for that. Okay. But if anyone is 
does notice damp marks, you know, or moisture stains around the outside walls of your home, that's probably what happened. Okay. So that's usually only going to happen in severe weather where you have a lot of ice buildup and snow buildup for a long period of time. Yeah. Now, with some of the where the gutters are, you know, there's a lot of icicles forming and everything yeah. like that. Is it best to leave those be or best to knock yeah, them down? Yeah, because your kids can take them and play with them and make swords out of well, them. Sure. And, and <laughs> eat them like I did when I was a kid. Yeah, make them into popsicles. <laughs> the bigger the icicle, the better. Oh, I know. <laughs> I remember having so much fun with those and playing with the neighbor kids. It is a funny thing that icicles to a kid is just so magical. It's magical, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but no, they're typically not going to cause any trouble. Not cause it. Okay. They don't get that heavy. <laughs> well, <laughs> some ki- sometimes they could. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Good. So... We talked a little bit about the gutters, um, and, and what about with windows? Is there anything special you should do with your windows during an ice storm? Does, you know, keeping w- curtains closed help that much, or does it not matter? Hmm. Well, keeping some of the heat in. I mean, keeping your curtains closed would add a slight amount of insulation value and mm-hmm. maybe make the house slightly warmer. Yeah. It's going to make it probably more likely for some frost to form on the inside of the window. Okay. Because it's going to be colder temperature on the inside surface of the glass. Okay. So your windows, um, you know, almost everyone has insulated windows in their home. Mm -hmm. You know, storm windows are kind of a thing of the past. Yeah. So you've got an insulated window and you can even have a very high quality insulated window. And if you may get some moisture building up on the inside mm-hmm. during uh, colder temperatures outside. So that's caused by obviously the warm air inside holds more moisture. Yeah. When that warm air hits a cold surface, it can't hold the moisture. So it converts it into water droplets. So if you have a lot of moisture in your home, even if you have a really high quality window, if there's enough moisture, it'll still form condensation or even ice on the inside of that window. Okay. So that's not that your windows are, are failing. That's because you have too much moisture inside. You might have your humidifier turned up too high. Okay. And the outside temperature, I mean, I don't know of anybody that religiously does this, but technically <laughs> maybe they should make an automatic humidifier that adjusts based on the outdoor temperature because yeah. when the temperature's outside or... And I don't, I don't know exactly. We'd have to look at a at a uh, formula or grid to know the exact numbers. But let's say it's 20 degrees outside. Yeah. Then maybe your inside humidity level shouldn't be higher than 35%. Okay. I'm just guessing. Yeah. But if it's seven below outside, your humidity level should be down probably below 20%. Oh, interesting. Because it's so cold outside. Yeah. Uh, so... In a perfect world, your humidity level would change based on the outside temperature. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I don't know anybody that <laughs> actually <laughs> does changes that. It. Yeah. yeah, I know. We all, I always keep mine kind of probably higher than I should, mm-hmm. but I'm just I still feel like it's so dry. Even with yeah. that thing, I think we keep ours at like forty percent. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it's just the air. Of course, that may so be what the setting says on your humidifier, but I don't know. Do you have any? Uh, I think I was just looking at it. It's yeah. definitely higher than it's supposed to be, but there is a chart on there that says, yeah. based on the temperature outside, what it's supposed yeah. to be. But do you be. have any humidity sensors that tell you what the humidity is inside? Um, 
I don't think so. Yeah, because you would really need something like that to tell what the actual humidity is. In yeah, your not just what it's. So you might at. have your humidity on forty percent, but maybe in in the most of your rooms it might be thirty percent. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. We'll go with that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Very good. And then what about the sump pumps? Working with this kind of, I mean, they work with rain, but how does that work with the snow and ice and everything in between? Well, okay, when everything's frozen outside, you're not going to have any water problems. Right. When it all starts to thaw, then you could have some. So you've got, what happens is, let's say there's no snow, but it's cold out. Mm -hmm. So the surface of the ground freezes. Yeah. Now let's say we get 12 inches of snow and it's really cold. Well, if that 12 inches of snow lays on the ground for a few days, Mm -hmm. what happens is the frost moves up to the surface of the ground because that insulation actually acts, the snow acts as insulation. So it protects the ground from the really cold temperatures. Okay. And the ground could actually thaw under 12 inches of snow because of the warmth from the ground below. Yeah. But it could be really cold outside. So uh, then what happens is when it does warm up, if it warms up rapidly, then your ground is not frozen, so it's not going to prevent water from penetrating. Mm-hmm. And But the, all the snow melts. So that could put a lot of moisture in the ground, and that could cause some issues with water. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. And um, so with the sump pumps, the windows, the gutters... Mostly just keeping an eye on things. Yeah, and more on sump pumps. I can't tell you how many people tell me that when they had water in their basement, the battery failed on their sump pump because the power goes out. Yeah. You get water in the basement. You almost never get water in the basement when the power's on. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) When the power goes out, look for water in your basement. I don't know if the two go hand in hand. Yeah. But uh, the battery backups fail often. Because people just kind of install them and forget about them. Yeah. They really need yearly maintenance and checking on them and making sure that you don't go past the life of that battery. Right. Because when you need it, uh, you're going to need it. Right. Really. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's critical. So I would just encourage everyone to really put it on your Outlook calendar or something to check the battery levels or the, the amount of time that those batteries have been active and see if they need replaced because... Some pumps are notorious for the battery backup systems, notorious for not working when you need them. So that's just a heads up. Yeah. Okay. So we are talking winter weather, all the things that affect our home, and we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. The Dave Fox Home Remodeling Show is back in your kitchen or your family room or your shop (laughs) or wherever you're at listening to the show. We are here. For you, talking about remodeling, and today we're talking about winter weather because that's what we're all experiencing here in Ohio. Sure is. <laughs> it doesn't you... seem like it's going anywhere, does it? Well, I know you look around at all this snow and how thick it is, and it just gets kind of dirty and grimy. Yeah. And you're on the roads, it's like, ugh. All the slush. Yeah, and then you got those ice curbs that are in two feet further than your real curb is. Yeah, especially, you know, over... By our office at um, Sawmill and 161. Mm -hmm. It's a real wide turn you have to take right now. Yeah. (laughs) But, um, yeah, I'm definitely 
ready for the snow to It can to kind melt. of wreak havoc on your car, too. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. I haven't told Glenn this yet, but my SUV. So <clears throat> I was out at my farm, and um, there's like uh, some retaining walls that go to a garage door that's under the house. So I was pulling out. It was snowy and stuff, and I was looking at my phone. And on my big SUV, the bumper caught the retaining wall. Uh-oh. And I hear this crunching sound. I thought I was running over something. Yeah. So I just kind of backed up until it stopped and got out and looked. And here, the you know, my bumper is like this great big gigundous piece of plastic that's yeah. wrapped clear around the front of the vehicle. Half of it was on the floor. Ground. Oh, no. <laughs> it's just laying there. It's like this great big chunk of plastic that was... I was wondering how it was even held in there. It yeah. Looked, you know, it's like the whole thing just came off in one piece. <laughs> and <clears throat> I was sitting there figuring out what on earth do I do with this? So I kind of lifted it back up and then the light that's inside there kind of was a separate piece and it was dangling too. <laughs> so I'm out there trying to figure out how to get home. And uh, I had some tools out there and I just kind of, pushed it back up into place and kind of snapped these. It's almost like look at putting the little Lego thing together. Yeah. <laughs> pushed it up in there, pushed it into place and put one screw in, uh, doing my own body work there, right? Yeah. I put one screw in that held everything up there. And then I drove <laughs> home just hoping that thing wouldn't fall off. Yeah, on the it sounds home. secure. So since then, I put another screw in just as insurance. <laughs> but if you looked at the car, you wouldn't you wouldn't even know unless you look close and anything oh, wow. was wrong with it. But I mean, that whole front assembly is about gone. Yeah. So just be careful where you're going in the snow. And yes. Don't look at your phone too much. I know. Right? <laughs> <Look at it. laughs> well, it's funny. This, uh, this morning was our trash day. Well, not today, yesterday. And uh, I could barely... You know, between all the snow and then putting the trash bins, you know, we put the recycling on one side and the trash on the other side. I could barely get out between them yeah. <laughs> where they were. So, yeah, everything's a little tighter, a little bit little bit harder to maneuver. Yep. Just need to have more patience, take our I time. Know. Yeah. Our, my car has the, like, kind of automatic braking, yeah. you know, where oh, if yeah. it senses mm -hmm. something, it, yep. it decides it's yeah. going to stop. Yeah. But to get it out of our um, garage, you have to back up and I kind of have to hit some snow <laughs> in oh, order yeah. to make the turn. Mm -hmm. And it keeps like automatically stopping and getting mm -hmm. mad at me. And I'm like, well, yeah. I got it. It's, so it's just a smart snow car. car. It's a dumb yeah, car, right? I keep, I keep trying to talk to it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. anyways, it definitely, there's a lot of challenges with the snow for sure. Yep. But, uh, so inside the house, you know, another thing that comes with winter and all the expansion and the contraction is with any wood woodworking, all the seams, that show their lovely, lovely side of them. Um, is the best time to do the caulking now when it is cold and separated the most? Okay, so on your wood trim, yeah. that's what you're talking about, like yeah. your casing around your windows and doors. Yeah, or and any molding. like mill working, you know, yeah. things like that. Okay, the problem area, the biggest problem area is crown mold. Yeah. Because that's up against the ceiling, so you've got two different planes okay you've got your wall plane and then mm -hmm. your ceiling plane yes and they're kind of like two separate units mm -hmm. so when you get a lot of humidity or, or temperature change then obviously it's a building system and 
you get some expansion and contraction. Mm -hmm. So there's some movement at that joint on crown molding. Yeah. So crown molding is notorious for having a gap where it hits the ceiling. Yeah. So there's ways to minimize that. Like we put some blocking in there uh, that kind of helps hold it tighter to the ceiling. Okay. But... You know, when the painter comes through and paints all that stuff, he caulks that joint. And when mm-hmm. he's done, it looks absolutely gorgeous. Sure. Then you go through a terrible winter and there's going to, that caulking is typically going to pull away some. Yeah. In some cases, if the crown molds just kind of tacked up loosely, it'll be a big gap there. Yeah. Or if you, there's a thing called truss heave too. So if your house is built out of trusses, then... The truss is acting as one unit and the wall is a separate unit. And that truss, with all the webbing and and structure in it, it can expand and contract in different ways. And it can kind of heave depending on the weather conditions. So that's going to pull your ceiling up a little bit too. Okay. So that's the main area you're going to find these cracks. Now, typically your base trim, your window casing and door casing, you know, we always glue those joints and they're not going to come loose. Yeah. Even with expansion and contraction, they kind of become one unit. Yeah. So is there any other areas you're thinking of that you've seen Yeah, so we have um, some wainscoting in our house that's been separating this winter, especially. Um, And I wasn't sure if we Is it the panels in the wainscoting? Yeah. Okay. Um, It's the... The slats, the boards? Yeah. Where's it cracking? Or what? I guess. So you know how the wainscoting, that's like the a board in the middle yeah. and then it has mm-hmm. trim pieces on yep. either side oh, okay. around like a picture frame. Yep. So those are separating um, actually mostly around where they meet up to the door trim, if that makes sense. Okay. So the board is kind of pulling away from the door trim? Yeah. Well... Um, hmm. I don't think it was a high quality job. <laughs> well, I, I think it was a do it yourself or from the previous owner. One but. thing that could cause that is if that wood had moisture in it when it was put up. Okay. When it dries, it shrinks. Okay. So in the winter time is when like wood panels, if it's solid wood panels, they're going to get smaller. Okay. And if they're in a, uh, like a panel door that mm-hmm. has solid wood panels yeah. or cabinet doors, uh, or Wayne's cutting that's got those panels. In the wintertime, if it's solid wood, it's going to shrink mm-hmm. and it'll make a crack. So it could be in the summertime when there's much more humid out, that might be tight. Okay. And if, yeah, when we moved in, it was completely tight and yeah. seamless. And then now it's gotten cold and it's starting yeah, to so separate. Yeah, so it's probably just dried out and yeah. the wood shrinking some. So, so would it, you clock it or you would leave it? Um. I don't know. If you caulk it, it, you probably have a continual yearly caulk job right. to do. Yeah. So probably just leave it. It's depending <laughs> on what, whatever the homeowner wants. Yeah. <laughs> the maintenance level. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I know. It's always hard with woodwork because it moves. Yeah. Houses move. Yeah. Yeah. So, like I say, especially solid wood panels, they move, they Mm -hmm. expand, they contract. Now, when we build cabinet doors and paint doors, we try to paint that panel so it goes back in and we don't caulk anything. So when it 
expands and contracts, you see paint all the way through and you, you don't really notice it. Oh, that's but if smart. you, let's say it's in uh, winter time and everything is shrunk, is yeah. shrunk. or in the, let's say it's in the summertime, everything's expanded. Yeah. And then you paint those panels, but you don't paint back in behind where they go, when they're, where they're inserted into the f- framework. Yeah. Then when they shrink, you got this big exposure of raw wood yeah. where they've shrunk. But if the paint finish goes back in behind, you can't see that. Uh-huh. So those are some of the important things that master craftsmen and good painters know about. And they yeah. do that. And then the people trade. don't notice those things. There you go. All right. This is the Dave Fox Home Remodeling Show. We'll be right back. And welcome back to the Dave Fox Home Remodeling Show. I'm Gary Demas. Really glad to be with you. And Jamie Broslovsky's here. Jamie is our marketing director at Dave Fox. She's one responsible for our fantastic website. If you haven't seen it, go to DaveFox.com. Like everybody else does, the copies our website. (laughs) (laughs) Some literally. (laughs) And uh, I just heard someone else telling me that they copied our website. (laughs) Uh, Someone just told you that? (laughs) Yeah, they just told me. Oh, that's fun. Um, I can't remember who it was. I blocked it out of my mind so I didn't have to report them to you. Yeah, it's probably. probably best for me not to know. <laughs> but anyways. Yeah, I know. There was a there was that one company in Canada yeah. that literally took our entire website, our pictures, our everything, mm-hmm. even our projects. Yeah. And yeah, that was a real issue. But so they turned into a credible company overnight. Yeah, it's amazing. They had like almost 40-year track record. I know. Overnight. They had really great reviews, too. <laughs> Did they? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad we could help them. <laughs> yeah, sure. Oh, we're here to help, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> but anyway, so other storms, <laughs> winter yep. storms. Yep. Um, you know, we were talking about some of the expansion and contraction and things like that and with all this ice. You know, frozen pipes comes to mind. You know, you always hear about people having mm-hmm. a lot of issues after mm-hmm. having a pipe frozen and, yeah. you know, especially maybe the unused faucets in your house and things like that. Mm-hmm. Is there, are there any signs that you should look out for, you know, if, or is it kind of like, how do people find out that they had a frozen pipe before it bursts? Uh, well, I don't know. There's a lot of cases where you would never know until yeah. it does. And until then you'll know that's one. We you'll have, know for sure. <laughs> we have to leave the water run if it's zero degrees or lower. Yeah. Because you don't, a lot of places you just can't see where the piping is running and yeah. where it's being exposed to cold weather. Or it could be if there's high cold winds, maybe that's what causes it. If there's just some way for wind to get into a cavity or something. It's it's just so hard to tell in many cases. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, some places it might be obvious, but other places would be pretty well concealed. <clears throat> so, so do uh, you proactively go around your house and run water or do you kind of hope for the best? <laughs> I have one spot that I'm aware of that is subject to pretty cold temperatures if it gets really cold, like 10 below or something. Okay. And then I'll turn those, that faucet on and just let it dribble. Yeah. So that water's running. So you just let it drip for... Mm-hmm. Yeah, just during the really cold really temperatures. Really cold, okay. Uh, but I'm aware of that area. It's super hard to insulate back in there. I did everything I could, but it's just out kind of exposed. Yeah. Um, so in most scenarios, like if we are uh, doing remodeling a bathroom or something and the faucet's on an exterior wall, mm-hmm. we won't run the pipes in that exterior wall. 
But okay. sometimes we have to build like a second wall to run the pipes in. Okay. So, like build it out or in, I guess? Yeah, we would build yeah. another wall against the existing exterior insulated wall. Yeah. And we'd run our pipes in that second wall. Okay. So it takes another three and a half inches of floor space to do that. Yeah. But it would prevent any of the, those issues. Yeah. Because whenever you have pipes in an exterior wall, uh, the insulation would be kind of scrunched back behind the pipe, but it, the insulation gets really skinny there because the pipe is holding it back and you lose some insulation value. So those kind of scenarios are suspect for mm -hmm. freezing. Okay. Um, so, so if that, you go to turn, let's say you go in a basement bathroom that you never use and you go to turn on the water and one of them doesn't work, does mm -hmm. that typically, would that mean you have a frozen pipe? Uh, could very well mean that. Okay. And in that case, you would want to turn off the water to that particular faucet. Oh, okay. So that when it thaws, it doesn't start leaking somewhere. Okay. So you just turn it off until it warms up mm -hmm. and then turn it back on. Uh, yeah. And you would just test and see if there's leaking somewhere. Sometimes if you're lucky and depending on what kind of uh, plumbing pipes you have, you know, being froze, it may not break the pipe but if it's copper it mm -hmm. would definitely could definitely break the pipe yeah okay interesting mm -hmm. um so another thing is with the you know we've run into this problem before too and i know other people do but with a garage refrigerator especially with these cold temperatures mm -hmm. if it's not a garage a refrigerator made for a garage they sometimes have a hard time in these really cold temperatures. Yeah, if your garage is not insulated at all. Yeah. Now mine is insulated garage. I have no heat in it, but it never gets below about 50 degrees, even if it's really cold outside. Oh, okay. And my garage doors are insulated. Oh, wow, that's so, nice. So in that scenario, you're okay. But if you have an uninsulated garage, that it gets really cold, then yeah, that can, that can cause a problem with the refrigerator. Yeah, I know in our old house, we had it in our um, third bay. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know that there was really any insulation in any of those walls and yeah. it would it would stop running all the time. So we made sure in this house to put it in a corner that it's against two interior walls. Yeah. So at least it's got a little yeah. a little cozy mm -hmm. <laughs> protection. Yeah. But that's always so we try and always keep our garage doors closed as much as possible. Yeah. Thinking that probably helps a little. But yeah. Is there anything specific that you should do for, you know, your hose spigots or anything during this level of um, ice? Any contemporary home is going to have a freezeless spigots. Okay. So the valve is actually, the spigot's really long and it protrudes into the house and the actual valve is inside in the warm area. Okay. So when you turn that spigot off, water drains out from the valve to the outside so there's no water to freeze. Okay. Older homes definitely was a problem. Yeah. The, the valve is actually on the outside okay. where water could freeze. Uh, it's probably a good idea to eat, at least drain all your hoses if you have a hose on there or unattach hoses so that they're not holding water in that space. Yeah. But in a newer home, there's no reason to turn the water off to those no. spigots in the winter. Mm -mm. Okay. Nope. That's good to know. Any other tidbits for us or tricks of the trade in the winter home? Winter homes, hmm. Well, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it. 
Well, at least here in, in Columbus, we still get sunshine in the winter. Yeah. In Cleveland. Occasionally. <laughs> yeah. I, I consider it still a lot of sunshine. And Cleveland's gray. Oh. The entire winter, you don't yeah. see the sun once. <laughs> yeah. And okay. it's definitely, I that's something, one thing I have pleasantly noticed here is that there's a lot more sunny days. Hmm. That's so. interesting. That's interesting. Interesting perspective because I think there's a lot of gloomy days here. But yeah, Cleveland, I can imagine because, you know, all the moisture coming off the lake and creating yeah. clouds. I mean, I've never worn my sunglasses in the winter, and here mm. I feel like I have to wear yeah. them every day. <laughs> yeah. So I've I always in, appreciated uh, the sunny days here. In flying uh, in a plane, like if there's a river somewhere or a lake, a lot of times you'll see clouds just over that area. Yeah, I believe mm. it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, I hope everyone enjoys enjoys the sunshine or appreciates it. Yeah, it's a good point because it, it is so bright. Especially when it reflects off the snow. Yeah. Yeah. But Very bright and sunglasses are yeah. definitely helpful. Well, hopefully we'll see everyone next weekend at the Home and Garden Show. Yeah. We do have, we have maybe about a hundred tickets um, that okay. I can leave at our, I'll leave at our front desk if anyone's driving down 161 and wants to pop in and grab a couple. Okay. Uh, that one, I think that would be fine. Sure. Say hi to Juliet. Okay, <laughs> listeners. So you hear that. If you yeah. want to get some free tickets to the Home and Garden Show, just stop by our office. Jamie's got some tickets for you. Yeah. First come, first serve. There's about 100 of them. Yeah, probably. Okay. We'll limit them maybe to about five per per customer, okay. we'll call yeah. it. But uh, just to make sure everybody gets a chance to get out there. But yeah. it should be a great show. We're excited to, to be back out there. Good. Yeah, so you can meet Juliet at the front desk. And if you want to meet Jamie, just ask Juliet. Say, yep. Juliet, I want to meet Jamie. <laughs> And if Jamie's there, she'll come down and say hi to you. Absolutely. Okay, so we appreciate everybody listening to the Dave Fox Show Remodeling Show. We're here every Sunday morning at 8 o'clock. We invite you to go to our website, which is davefox.com. There we've got a ton of information about remodeling, a lot of really great pictures of projects we've done, information about the time frames, which are long now. <laughs> so if you're interested in remodeling, get on the list quick because we're just really backed up. But we appreciate working for all of the Columbus people. We'll be back next Sunday morning at 8.